Today's gospel is sort of a wake-up call, and Jesus, as we've always heard in the gospels and the stories and the parables, everything that has ever happened, everything that he says, Christ is very, very confrontational. He doesn't shy away from somebody getting upset with him or shy away from somebody getting worried. What if somebody stops talking to me or what if they don't like what I'm saying? Christ is very, very confrontational. And today, three different times, he calls out the Pharisees, he calls out the people. Now there's a difference between being confrontational for the sake of my own benefit or confrontational just so I can break the person in front of me down and the confrontational that Jesus is. The way that Christ is in his confrontation is not to break down the person in front of us so they can make them feel worse about themselves, but rather the confrontation he seeks is that of trying to build us up, of that which is trying to make us better. He's confrontational because of his love for the Pharisees and the gospel today, but for his love for us. It's hard when we're told certain things that you're doing this wrong, you should be doing this better. It's always hard to hear that. When Christ says it, we don't know how to take it, but he's not only talking to the Pharisees because we've talked before, and we've said before that we could always say, all oh, the Pharisees, bad people, don't be like them. But he's talking to the Pharisees so he can talk to us. We're the ones listening to these words today. He's telling us, don't be like this, don't be like this, and don't be like this. Today, Christ right away starts by healing this sick man. This man who's been lame for years, he can't walk, he can't, he's weak, he can't do anything. He's been sick for many years. Christ, before he even heals him, asks the Pharisees, asks us, is it okay to heal him on the Sabbath? The Sabbath is a day of rest. It's the day that we offer it up to God. It is today. Today we offer it up to God. It is meant so that we can come, listen to the gospel. It is meant so that we can receive the sacraments. It is meant so that we can receive the Eucharist. It is meant for a day to worship God. So he says, can I do something like that? In Jewish law and tradition, it is not allowed. That is the day of God. You're not allowed to do anything. And he repeats again what he's repeated before. What, if you have an ox or a sheep that's fallen in a ditch, wouldn't you get him out even if it was on a Sunday? So how much more value does a man have? So right away, Christ is confrontational about our false love and our religious hypocrisy where we are hypocritical of our faith. And the way that it's not just, oh, I know the faith and that's it, but it's when first we use the faith as a sort of defense, our ammunition with others. We say, well, the gospel says this, the priest at church said this, so that's why you're wrong. Well, we use it as ammunition against others to try to prove to them that maybe I'm better than them or that why they are bad people or why they should change their life. Hypocrisy also comes when I try to use the faith to defend my own mistakes or my own sins. Say, well, you know, Jesus said this, but he really meant this. Well, no, Jesus, I know he said this in the gospel, or I know this is what's been said in the, God, in the, in the Bible, but you know, in other parts, this is what is said. So I learned the faith 
So I can defend my bad ways. I can defend my mistakes, my sins. And third, hypocrisy can also come when I use the rules, I use the gospel, I use whatever it is to be rigid, super rigid with others, but to find loopholes for myself. When it comes to others, it's black and white. God said this, so you're either sinning or you're not sinning. But then when it comes to me, there's a gray area. Because God said it, Jesus said it 2,000 years ago. Times have changed, things have changed. So I start making certain excuses. Second part that Christ calls us out on today, he calls out the Pharisees, us in turn, is our selfish pride. This is when you're invited to a party, don't sit at the highest place. Don't sit at the place where it gives the most honor in the middle or in the center or wherever it is, because they're gonna come and they're going to tell you, get up, there's somebody more important than you here. And hypocrisy and pride go hand in hand because one who wants to be always in front of others, be perceived in a certain way by others, will always be hypocritical when it comes to others. When we try to keep an outward appearance just to impress others. This humility that Christ is speaking about, this humility that we need to have, is not just with others when we're face to face with them. Because in this life, it's trial and error. We will fall, we will make mistakes, we will be proud sometimes, we will be selfish sometimes. But Christ is saying, this is the time to practice with the person that you actually do see in front of you, with the person that you are interacting with. Because at one point, we're going to have to see and look God face in the face, eye to eye, and be humbled by Him. It is an idea that don't take the, the seat of honor unless it is given to you because it is replicating what God does for us. It is being able to realize that without God, I can do nothing and I am nothing. That everything I have received is a gift from God. But if I can't even practice it with those who I interact with on a daily basis, how will I do that with God? If I am too proud with the people that I can touch, feel, hear, how can I do that with someone that sometimes I say to myself is distant, or I don't see him, or I don't always feel him? So it is a practice now that Christ is trying to ingrain within us. Christ comes in, yes, to scold us, to tell us, to teach us, but before he does that, he has to tear down what there is there, not out of hatred, but out of love. Because what we have built is sort of a broken down house. And when a general contractor comes in on an empty land, he wants to build a house, he has to level it all out, clean it all up before he starts again to build something beautiful, to build something magnificent. So Christ comes in, says, start from now, this self-giving, self true love, humility, so that when we are face to face with God, we know our place. Because in front of God, we always take the least seat. In front of God, nobody takes the seat of honor except Him. Finally, 
Jesus, Jesus calls us out in today's gospel and he says, when you invite, when you have a marriage feast or when you have any feast or you have a banquet, don't invite your friends and your neighbors and those people that you love and that you care for and stuff like that. Because why? When you invite them, they'll probably invite you later and you, you re, they've repaid their debt. He's not saying don't have friends, don't have family, don't have these things. He's saying don't go about certain things so that you can get something out of it. He's calling us out on how we would rather use people for our benefit than truly loving people. It's very easy for us to do that. I think we've all fallen into this. We know that I'm gonna need something later on or something's gonna happen or whatever. And I know this person is good at this or he knows this or that they do that. So I'm gonna to try to be on their good side so that the word in Arabic is wasta, I don't know what it is in English. But so that I can get something out of it later on. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be good with them. And I know later on I'm gonna need them, so when I call upon them, they will be there for me. Christ says when you do something, you do it. If it's something good, do it because it is good. Do it because it is good for the other person, even if you don't benefit anything out of it. Christ died on the cross for nothing of his own benefit. Zero. But he did it out of pure love for us. And I want to end today's sermon and our reflection on one last thing. Let's not hear what we heard today from the gospel. Let's not hear what we were talking about and say, you know who would benefit from this? <coughs> such and such. You know what benefit from this? My wife, or my husband, or my children, or my mother, and fill in the blank. Let's take what we've heard today, let's take what Christ is telling us, his calling out of us, and say, Christ, Lord, help me to recognize my selfishness. Help me to recognize when I'm falsely loving others. Help me to recognize when I'm using others rather than loving others. And help giving me the strength so that I do not fall into that. Give me the strength so that I may be able to cleanse myself. Let's not think who can benefit from it. Let's look inwards and say, how can I change myself? How can I begin to cleanse myself? Amen.